0: Let's pray, Lord Jesus, open our hearts and minds to what you have to say to us this morning. We pray in your name, Amen. So we're in the third Sunday of Advent, and again this year, uh, for those of you who are lectionary buffs, liturgical year B or uh, lectionary year B means we get two lots of John the Baptist. Uh, so I talked about John the Baptist last week, and I'm talking a bit more about John the Baptist this week. But there is a lot we can say about John the Baptist. Um, I want to say today uh, that we need to think about our identity. As we think about John the Baptist this morning, what was his identity? And therefore, for us as Christians, what's our identity? Everyone loves a hero. Um, And in fact, uh, yesterday um, we were... um, dressing up in some costumes. When I say we, I wasn't, but my children were. Um, And they were getting ready to do a Zoom recording for the um, Interactive Nativity, which is on Christmas Eve, live at four o'clock. Wherever you're watching it now, it will be there, four o'clock Christmas Eve, uh, and you can join in from home. And so there was some recording going on. So the children were getting in some costumes and decided to uh, wander outside the house wearing their costumes. And um, some of the neighbors saw them and, one of the neighbors uh, said, are you Superman? Um, and my son was actually dressed as one of the wise men, uh, or the kings. So there he was in his king costume, and, uh, and the expectation was that he was going to be Superman. Um, you know, people love heroes, don't they? You probably have your favorite superhero: Superman, Spider-Man, Batman, I don't know um, who yours is, um, perhaps drop the name of your hero in the comments if you're on YouTube or Facebook and you know how to do that. In the face of grave danger, when impending catastrophe is coming, the hero comes and saves the day. I remember uh, as a child watching uh, a television show called Thunderbirds and uh, when there was going to be a problem, International Rescue would come along and uh, they would bring in the Thunderbirds, uh, which were uh, kind of rockets and and various kind of um, aircraft, you you might call them, uh, that came and they they rescued the day. And uh, we all have our favorites. But the activity that they were asked at the time, the Thunderbirds, was always, who are you? And they tried to stay slightly elusive. They didn't want people to know who they were or where they came from because that would limit their ability. And also, it would put an expectation on them that they would always have to be there every time something went wrong. Typically, that's the way in any kind of superhero film, isn't it? Journalists rush there and they're there with their, uh, with their cameras and their microphones, kind of "Who are you? Where are you from?" And uh, they tend to not want to say. In the reading from John's Gospel, we hear about this character again, who's going around baptizing people. He's causing a stir, and the religious folks are beginning to get a bit itchy. But John doesn't hide away. He he doesn't uh, give them elusive answers trying to avoid the attention. But he tells them quite clearly who he is. He was asked three questions. Let's take a look at what those three questions were this morning together. The first question he was asked was, who are you? Who are you? Simple question. And John answered, I'm not the Christ. He knew what they wanted to know, and he was honest. He'd come to point the way to Christ, to show the way to Christ. He'd come to testify to the light, as it says in the prologue of John's gospel. But he himself was not the light. John the Baptist didn't claim to be better than he was. He didn't want people to follow him Rather, he wanted people to follow the one he was testifying about. If I asked you what's your identity this morning, I wonder what you'd say. Do we point to Christ? Does our identity point to Christ? John's testimony at the start of the fourth gospel calls us to think about our testimony. How did we come to know Christ? What stories do we have about knowing Christ? When we call ourselves Christians, that means imitator of Christ, or little Christ, different ways you can say it, but it means, it means an imitator of Christ. As we follow Christ, our identity is found in him, is defined through him. What's our identity? Are we pointing to Christ like John? Second question prods a bit deeper and asks, What do you say about yourself? Who are you? What do you say about yourself? John draws his answer from Old Testament scripture. We had that wonderful reading from Isaiah this morning. He's pretty sure of himself. I mean, I presume what we're reading here is an edited uh, story, and he may have fumbled his his words and said um and ah a few times. Um, But what we're given in the Gospel is this clear picture of exactly who John the Baptist is. It's very bold to claim that one uh, that the greatly revered Isaiah prophesied about is he. No doubt the priests and the Levites were shocked. How dare he make these claims? Who does he think he is? He was a voice crying out in the wilderness Make straight the ways of the Lord. Wherever you live, be it Maple Ridge, Pitt Meadows, or somewhere else, I'm pretty confident that you're living in that same kind of spiritual wilderness. Because in uh, many parts of the developed world, uh, the proportion of those who are people of faith and those who are Christians is very, very tiny. The majority of people don't watch church service on a Sunday as you're doing. They don't attend a church or didn't when we were able to attend churches. We don't need to go out and and find the wilderness to find those who are lost. We're living in the wilderness, spiritually. Making straight the way of the Lord is an activity for all of us. As we live the gospel, we, like John, prepare for the Lord's coming. We point the way to Jesus only in our case we're preparing for his second coming. John's identity was rooted in Isaiah's prophecy, was expressed as one who was entwined with Christ. He was who he was because of his calling to serve Christ. So what do we say about ourselves when others ask about our identity? We find an expression of our identity in Christ through the church. But primarily, our identity is as followers of Christ. As disciples of the risen king, our identity comes from the one who we worship. Quite often, uh, we find ourselves using labels. Uh, we might label the denomination of church that we go to or we're affiliated with. Uh, and we do with all sorts of other things too, don't we? We, we might talk about the, the hockey team, the soccer team that we support, uh, or whatever sport we're into. We'll talk about supporting uh, that particular team. Some people get quite fanatical um, and you can tell because they've got bumper stickers on their cars and they're wearing the jerseys and they've got the baseball cap and the bag and you know, if you ever go out to the lake with them in the summer, their camping chairs have all got the label of their sports team on them and, and they're quite obsessed with, uh, with that particular team. In, in my house, um, we, we have people who like all different teams, uh, so that always makes it quite interesting uh, when we're out and about and people look quite confused um, that, uh, that we have uh, people wearing different jerseys supporting different teams. I'll leave it there, but uh, you can imagine um, it causes some quite interesting reactions when we're out and about on the streets of Vancouver with Calgary Flames jerseys and that kind of thing. Um, one of them does. It's okay to find things to identify with and to use labels. And as as we do that uh, with sports teams, so too do we do it with the church. It's okay to find a place where we feel comfortable. But sometimes we can let our theology and our worship style and all these other things get in the way of the main thing. Uh, You've heard it said the main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing. And the main thing is that we know and love Jesus as our Lord. Belonging to a Christian community is vital to growing in faith and holiness. But more important than that is knowing who we are in Jesus. Our first call then is to be disciples of Christ. Being a disciple of Christ makes us unified whatever our theological and denominational differences might be. What's our identity? What do we say about ourselves? The third question John was asked was, why are you baptizing? The priests and the Levites had closed minds. If you're not the Messiah, and you're not Elijah, and you're not the prophet, why are you going around baptizing? John baptized to point to Christ. Christ who he's, it says that the thongs of his sandals, he was not worthy to stoop down and untie. And yet he was baptizing people and pointing them towards him. Now, I'm guessing that you're not going around baptizing. Uh, if you are, then probably the archbishop would want to have a word with you if you call yourself an Anglican. Um, <laughs> but uh, you're probably not going around baptizing, but you probably are going around and doing all sorts of different things. And some of those things might relate to your faith and some of them might relate to your interests or your work and so on. The question that John was asked, why were you baptizing? Uh, We could ask of ourselves. Just take out the word baptizing. Why do we do the things that we do? Why do we do the things that we do? It's really good to reflect on why we do what we do. I can remember uh, being in a church And uh, an Anglo-Catholic priest, um, he he was um, from a a seminary called Murfield. Uh, Father George Giver came and was preaching. And he was talking about how we pray. And quite often in the church, we pray, and I I won't do it now because you'll lose the camera shot, but we pray by by bowing our heads, uh, kneeling on the floor. Uh, As I say, you'll lose my shot, so I'll stand up. We kneel on the floor, put our hands together. Often you'll hear people say, let's bow our heads to pray. We face downwards and inwards. It's a sign of saying, uh, I want to set this time out to pray, to talk with God, to offer my intercessions. And I'm reflecting on the fact that God is, is, is so enormous, so magical, so wonderful, so amazing, so big, and I'm small. And so, and so that's how we make ourselves. And there's a sense of humility that comes with that. And I think it's not a bad thing. On the other hand, what Father George said to us that day was take a look at the early Christians. And you see this through Christian art. If you uh, go to Italy and look at a lot of the um, big churches and cathedrals, you'll see these pictures. They're all around. People are standing up. They're facing heaven, with their hands held high. Now, Of course, in the Old Testament, you couldn't look at God because of the brightness of the Lord. would, would um, It was like looking at the sun. It would blind you. But through Jesus, uh, we're now allowed to approach the Father. And so sometimes there's something about intentionally holding our hands in the air as we pray. And we often do this as we're in church. Some of us who are a bit more reserved, um, I find it, it was also quite tiring holding my hands like this. So I might pray like this. <laughs> Perhaps you do the same. But there's something about looking upwards and outwards, and having hands in an open position as a sign of saying, I want to receive as I pray. We come as we are to worship. We're not worthy so much as to gather up the crumbs from under your table, and yet. As Christians, there's an intentionality about the way we worship. For some, it's making the sign of cross before we receive communion. For others, it's holding that hand in the air in worship. For all of us, it's clearing a space in our diary so we can do church. We come and worship our Lord, mindful that we, like John the Baptist, are not worthy even so much as to kneel down and untie the thong of Jesus' sandals. And yet, we are welcomed into his presence. We participate in a church service, albeit sitting at home. We participate with a sense of expectation. We believe that God's gonna do something. That something might just be providing some stillness and peace before another busy week. Maybe we expect that God will answer a prayer that we have for ourselves or somebody else. But we gather across the world this morning, this afternoon, whenever people are watching this, to be reminded of the blessing that comes from knowing Jesus, to be reminded of his presence with us, whether we're together in the church building, or scattered in the church community. We're nourished by the word, by hearing from the Bible, by singing the songs. And it's good to hold the intentionality that we bring to our worship in the front of our minds and not in the back. As we ask, why do we do, what do we do? We've been having to ask that a lot in this season. As we follow Christ, our identity is found in him. John the Baptist pointed the way to Christ, the coming King. Our job this Advent is to do just that, to point the way to Jesus, the coming King. At this time of year, the world starts to look backwards and uh, the television will soon be full of shows that depict um, 2020 in review. But in this season of Advent, we Christians look forward We look to the day that Jesus Christ will return and make all things new. We have a gospel to proclaim, a testimony to share. Jesus came into the world to bring all people back to God, even though they were far off. He came so that we might have life and life in all its fullness. John 10, 10. He meets us where we are and draws us into the work of the kingdom of God happening on earth right now and in John the Baptist we see an example of what it means to be doing God's work proclaiming the coming of the son of God in words and actions three questions what's our identity what do we say about ourselves why do we do all that we do Who are you? Who am I? First and foremost, as Christians, we are followers of Jesus Christ. Our identity is rooted in him. We can confess freely as we're asked who we are and what we believe. As we walk through a modern day spiritual wilderness, let us, like John, be people who cry out, make straight the way of the Lord, prepare Jesus is coming. As we follow Christ, our identity is found in him. Amen.